Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 70. We are continuing through Hebrews 11, that little verse at the end that lists a whole bunch of guys, including this one with lots of H's, (laughs) Jephthah. Jephthah. Yes. Try saying that a lot of times. And so, spelling it and all yeah, the rest. Exactly, but. exactly. So um, so what what in, in your opinion, what is difficult about keeping your word? Hmm. Well, and that, that might not be that much of a, I mean, you, 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 if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. But what, what, what do you think it might well, be difficult? You know what it makes me think of our parenting moments okay. where, um, you know, it can be easy to fall into that threatening sort of like, and you just keep up in the level. Well, okay, well, then you're not going to have screen time for the rest of the month. And now it's going to be for the rest of the year. Or, you know, I, as the emotions get hotter, I think that, that that's what I think of, like wanting to be careful that I can actually do what I say I'm going to do. And those parenting yeah. hot button moments can be times when, oh boy, what have I just said and how could I possibly follow through on Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think for me, it is... Um, it is when something better comes along. Mm. Um, you know, I, I make a hasty decision. Oh, yeah, I can do that without praying about it, without consulting God and inquiring of God. And, and I just say, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then, you know, it's penciled into my schedule. And then um, another um, another event comes along that I really want to do. Mm. And um, and then it's like, uh, do I do I? Do I make up an excuse uh, you know, the for the first. other to get out of the first one so I can do the second one? So I think the I think that um, you know when it, you know if something more appealing, uh, an event or something more appealing comes along, that's like okay, I, I got to keep my word because that's what I said I was going to do. Well, we we have a we we have Jephthah. We're going to be saying his name a lot. <laughs> Uh, who is um, is an interesting character? We 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 get to that part of his story a little bit later, but but he's an interesting character in the sense that um, the broken home he comes from. Again, he's mm-hmm. he's not really classified as a judge per se, but the exploits um, of of Jephthah is noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, as a judge would, as all of the judges did, um, they they fought battles and they they beat the enemies of God. And Jephthah is another one of those individuals. But he's not. We don't ever ever see him being classified totally as a judge. But yet he finds his his life is found in the book of Judges mm-hmm. and among the judges. So we, even though it's not written per se. Uh, we 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 can classify him because the Hebrew writer classifies classifies him in that uh, in that way. But but his his life is is um it, I mean it he's he's not it is, doesn't start off with a silver spoon in his mouth. No, not at all. Um, his story is found in Judges eleven and twelve. So he comes right after Gideon. Yep. So again, it's that out of order thing. It bothers me a little <laughs> bit, but we're gonna <laughs> just go with it. Um, he is also one where you're like, huh, he made the list. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. But yes, as you said, he definitely was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He is not one that you'd be like, now that guy, he's destined for greatness. Yeah. yeah. Um, his background, it tells us in Judges 11, is that his mother was a prostitute and he's actually rejected by his family. He's he's an, basically an illegitimate child. We would we would I mean, we don't like using that term, but that's kind of a common term. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. He's, uh, it doesn't say that his mother was married to Gilead, the, his, um, Jephthah's dad, but his mom is a prostitute and he is rejected by the legitimate children of Gilead. And, um, and they, they push him away. Yep. He flees. He's living out away from his family. Um, and then surrounds himself with a, gets a little gang going. (laughs) Is really what happens. He becomes the leader of a gang. He, he becomes does. a leader of robbers. He does. So let's pause, though, before we get <laughs> further in the story, because I do think it is worth noting whether it's um, two, two lessons I think we can take yeah, from this. Yeah. You know, that God um, uses all people. And yeah. maybe you feel like Jephthah, like whether it's your family background, maybe it's a choice that you've made where you feel rejected um, justly or unjustly. Yeah, like he kind of, yeah. you know, society would say, yeah, you don't have worth. On top of that, his family said, you are not a part of us. So he has yeah. like this double rejection. Yeah. But that does not exclude him yeah. from being used by God, Absolutely. as we will see. Absolutely. The second thing is, is that, um, that, that is a warning for us mm-hmm. um, that we should not look down or reject um, those who come from um, families maybe not like ours or who had a hard background and and you know it feels like they should not be uh, used by God and so sometimes we have a tendency to reject those individuals we have mm-hmm. a tendency to look down on them um, and and that that God is saying like like no I've accepted those individuals yeah. why would you look down on them and so I think that's a I think it's a warning it, it's a it's a it's hopeful on one hand that God uses all kinds of people and it's a warning on the other hand is that we better not dare not look down on someone yeah. who doesn't fit our right. uh, our mold. Don't disqualify others and yeah, don't yeah. disqualify yourself. Absolutely. Like that's great great word. What yeah. we what we might judge someone on is not is not what God's looking at. Oh, we'll get to that next episode <laughs> with our next guy. Okay, so back to Jephthah's story. He's formed this gang. And of course, <laughs> there are some enemies of Israel organize yeah. themselves yeah. and they're attacking. And Jephthah and his gang are asked to help out. Yeah. He so so I, I think the um, the same ones that rejected here's another lesson, don't burn the bridges, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the same individuals who rejected him, the elders of um um of of Gilead or in that town where he's from, um they hear about uh, all the exploits of Jephthah and his band, his band of brothers, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, terrorizing everyone. And so when the uh, when the people of Israel are now being harassed, they now say, hey, we know a guy like I, like they're eating humble pie. Right. They come to him and say, hey, would you would you be our leader? 
I know you're leading this group and we've heard of your exploits. So would you, would you now lead us against the, I think it's the Ammonites. Ammonites, yep. yeah. Would you lead us against the Ammonites? And, and he begins negotiating. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, and here's where I think we do see Jephthah's faith. Because as he is negotiating with these Ammonite leaders, he is reminding them yeah. of God's sovereignty over yeah. Israel's history. Yeah. Um, which I think is remarkable, again, with his own personal background, where he may have felt rejected by people, but at the, he still, he still yeah. recognizes yeah. God's sovereignty, his control, his influence in the history of his people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, again, there's another lesson here. It, it, it'd be interesting, like, it's interesting that Jephthah, seeming, seemingly a small character, but it's his life is filled with such... Uh, such power. Um, just as God is sovereign over Israel's history, he is sovereign over our history as well. Um, we we have a tendency to think that all the pain in our lives, it's not going to amount to anything. Mm -hmm. All the suffering and all of the detours is not going to amount to anything. Um, but Jephthah is an example of how God's or at least when he talks about Israel's history, is an example of how God takes all of the stuff in our lives, the good, the bad, and he begins to mold and shape. Uh, remember Joseph, um, you meant it for evil, mm -hmm. but God meant it for good. And God raises up Joseph to do some amazing things. And I think the same thing for us, that don't discount your history. God can take it all and use it for his glory and honor. And, um, and just as Jephthah reminded them of um, Israel's history, you know, we're, we want to remind you of your history and how God is sovereign over that as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I even love how at the end of this conversation or message to the Ammonites that he, he describes God or he says, the Lord is the judge. Now that's my <laughs> emphasis. Right. But when we're talking about this age of the judges, right, right. that again is an example how Jephthah, okay, I, I am leading the people judge with a small j maybe if we want to say it and that but the lord is the judge absolutely of he recognizes god's full authority over his people yeah um so he 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 wins the he he goes into battle uh against the ammonites and he wins um he wins the battle he does and but he does something that Ugh. like ah that's that's probably not a good idea yes what does he do? So he makes a very rash, without thinking, impassioned vow as he's heading out to battle, right? Yep, and yep. says, Out to battle. If I, when, when, I think he was, when I win this battle, the first thing that comes through my door on my return, I will sacrifice to the Lord, which. Okay, wow, it sounds very dramatic. And wow, he's full of um, enthusiasm and commitment and let's go out to the battle. But he clearly did not think this through. Right. <laughs> uh, because they return. And the first person that comes out of the house. Is his daughter. Is his daughter. Okay. I, I wish the story was not in the Bible. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and, and and he he's broken yes. over this and and yet he it's 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 even hard to to imagine but he says because i made this vow um i must keep this vow 
And it was almost as if it, it hurts me to keep the vow, mm-hmm. but because I'm a man of my word, I'm a man of integrity, I will keep, I, I wonder if he was waiting for God to show up like he did Abraham mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, the ram in the thicket. And, um, and, and yet there's this sense he has to keep the vow. And again, but, you know, it's debatable. Is it, is it, you know, the physical sacrifice, which is, which was known back then, or was it a banishment? And I think scholars have uh, kind of, they kind of go in yeah, two different it's, directions. It's on unclear that. of what actually happens to yeah. his daughter. He fulfills the vow, but it's unclear whether he actually takes her life or whether she's he just- He has to give up his he daughter. He gives her up, yeah. yes, in, in some sense. Yeah, which which again, this is, as you mentioned, we, we wish this wasn't in the Bible. Yeah. And, um, and we, there's a warning of not make, making hasty vows. For sure. It's about as extreme an example as you can um, have of that lesson. Yeah, it's, it's like really when you get, like like inquire of God first before yeah. you, one of the things that I do before I, I accept any engagements, um, I will let, into, I, I used to didn't do this, but I do now. It's like, give me 24 to 48 hours to pray about it. Mm. And that gives me an opportunity to pray about it. Gives me an opportunity to talk with Tanya about it. Gives me an opportunity to look at our calendar to see if, uh, if anything would prevent me from doing this. Because once I say yes, Mm -hmm. I like, I am now I'm committed to it. And I do not want to go back and say, I I really can't do it. You know, can't do it now because I forgot. God, I got this thing. So I think there's a warning for us here, sure. um, but I think there's also a lesson for us here: is um, be men and women of integrity mm-hmm. and and honesty. And I think we get both of those um, mm-hmm. this complexity from Jephthah. Yeah, it is a very complex story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have seen this in nearly everyone we have talked about through this podcast, that these are not perfect people and we can learn not only from their successes, but also from their mistakes. It is what makes them relatable. Now, this one is a little bit like, I don't, you know, that I cannot even imagine. Um, But as you said, we, we can learn the importance of thoughtfully considering the commitments we make. Um, He does, he is a person of integrity and keeps his word. Um, even when it hurts. And, even, and again, I, you know, it. Th- this had to hurt him dearly. And um, yet I think there's a scripture in Psalms like, you know, people of integrity keep their word even when it hurts. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I wish this story wasn't in the Bible, but he is a good example of someone with integrity. Mm-hmm. And it is also interesting, you know, he makes this vow, I think, Initially, perhaps as an inspiration to his, <laughs> right, right. you know, the, his his gang as they're heading into battle, this impassioned declaration. Um, but it's, it doesn't really impress God. Yeah, you yeah. know, he follows through on it, but it that's not what God is looking for from us. Is these God, if you make this happen, <laughs> right, I right, will. Right, right, right. You know, and but I think we can fall into that trying to bargain with God, or we've talked previously about. You know, God, our relationship with him is not transactional. We do more of this and he'll do more of that. If you heal me, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And and I don't know, you know, whether that was Jephthah's motivation or or whether it was just to inspire his people. But it it was a foolish um, thing. And we can and we can certainly learn from that. Um, 
and 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 that is his entire story. That's his story. He is in this list. <laughs> As we were, as we were looking this over, I was kind of like, uh, the, the beauty, what else is the, there? The beauty of the, of this list is that, that these, it, there's hope for us. There's, it there's such complexity yeah. in all of their stories. And it, and I used to feel bad about like, wow, am I, is something wrong with me? Because my, my life is, is there's complexity, which we're going to talk about in the next story. Um, but all of these individuals give me, uh, they give me hope because yeah. um, God, um, he strengthens and he shows up even in the complexity of our lives. Yeah. And I mean, just now it's making me think, you know, I mean, Jesus references faith as a mustard seed. Yeah. You know, whether it's Samson or whether it's Jephthah, like we, we like, I mean, we equate bigger with better and yeah, yeah. more with higher quality but maybe it's not like that. And I think the writer of Hebrews is showing us that this is about faith and faith looks like a lot of different things and it comes in all different sizes. Absolutely. And God sees all of it. Absolutely. Like I might not have chosen to highlight Jephthah in a list of, you know, 20 people who were filled with faith. Yeah. But maybe I don't understand something. Yeah, you know, but God I, did. Yeah, God chose it. And, he did. Um, and I think that shows us, boy, faith like a mustard seed is is faith. Yeah. And yeah. and and that it does open it up to any of us to um be a faith-filled person where, wherever we are with whatever we have. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, what can we learn about God or ourselves from Jeff thus story? Yes. Um I'm going to hit his highlight. <laughs> <laughs> because I do and I I as we we talked at the beginning Here's Jephthah, rejected by his culture, rejected by his family, and yet God uses him. Yeah. Um, that is hugely encouraging. And even with that rejection, he recognizes God's authority in his life and in leading his people. Yeah. He yeah. really is a great example for us in that. Yeah. I, I, and and kind of tacking on to that. Um, God has room at his table for robbers and illegitimate children or sons and daughters of prostitutes and prostitutes or whoever, you know, you name yep. all of the shady characters and my name would be on that list and God's table is big enough for all of them. Uh, so, so kind of tacking onto that. But the, the second thing is that um, his story challenges me to be, um, to be thoughtful with my vows and my promises, mm -hmm. uh, my commitments. And, um, and that when I do make a commitment, um, that I would just simply be a man of my word. Yeah, that's good. Well, friends, thanks for listening. Encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with a friend yourself this week. 